Welcome back and thank you for listening to Growing Through Dance, the podcast for dancers, parents of dancers, would-be dancers, in fact for anyone with an interest in moving and fitness. The podcast aims to explore how dance interacts with life. In today's episode, I'm very excited to be talking to Rachel Daly, a graduate of CCDA, that's Science Sister Creative Dance Academy, and a former pupil of mine. Rachel is going to talk to us about how dance has interacted in her life. So my guest today is Rachel Daly, who is a first-time mum and an online personal trainer. Hello, Rachel. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fine, thank you. Lovely to see you. Rachel was a pupil of mine in the distant past. She came to dance, I think, quite late. But she's here today to tell us about her life since dance and what dance did for her when she was a youngster. If you would like to sort of cast your mind back a bit, Rachel, and tell us why you decided to take up dance lessons in the first place. Yeah, so I was quite a creative, hyperactive child. Um, My mum knew that I needed my energy channeling. I dabbled a little bit uh, in dance in in the past, between the ages of four and eight. We then moved, I didn't do it for a while. I remember being particularly interested in in movement, in dance, or we'd see something on the on the TV um, that was dance related or music related, and I suppose that kind of feeling of it getting you going and and wanting to do it. My mum looked around at different dance schools and I think there was loads around Sirencester, but there there were a few things. I'm assuming I'm not sure. I'll have to ask her, but I think one of the reasons why she would have wanted me to go to CCDA was because it had creative in the name. I think it was in it was important for me and important for her that I wasn't necessarily doing something that was just conventional. Yes, she wanted me to have the discipline and the stamina and have a good level of fitness and have a good time but she also knew that I I wanted to explore a little bit more as well and I think that's what attracted me to the dance school in in the first place and I believe we came to see presentation shows as well I believe that everyone should move but sometimes it's finding that right thing for you Uh, this was when I was about 11 12 so in terms of a dancer starting from a young age we wouldn't really consider that a young age by you would be considered a late starter at that point (laughs) yeah so for example you start hitting puberty that was around the time that I shot up as well I was always quite small as a child and all of a sudden I was taller than most of the boys in in my year it was actually quite a daunting time for me because whereas I was a late starter I was put in grade three because I was that little bit older and I had a tiny bit of experience however the other girls in my class were probably three four years younger than me so it took me a lot of time to actually catch up with Mm -hmm. those my age and in some ways I never caught up because there were there was things I was always chasing um, like flexibility and technique and this is why kind of looking back if you are listening and you 
are kind of starting to go through the grades, like definitely stick with it and stick with the different grades because it teaches you so much of the details that someone like me, in the end, I was quite eager to miss out. And it's the stuff that I didn't miss out, the kind of the the detail and the technique that really helped me. So by the time I was 16, 17, I wasn't the most amazing dancer, but I could do a lot more because I persevered. And, yeah. and, I, and, I st- and I and I stuck with it and I did go through so, some of the, the grading systems uh, as well. All right. Okay. So what sort of genres did you decide to take up? Started with modern ballet because, again, we talk about kind of foundation movements yeah. and actually that's where it was. And so I think I was about a year in and realised that there were so many different things I couldn't do because I didn't have that foundation. So I remember asking my mum whether I knew that I really needed it and it would really help me and and it definitely did and then and then I was able to do more kind of creative things mm. so then I went on to to jazz started getting involved with some of the festivals eventually progressed and to if I remember rightly we had like the senior group yes right yes <laughs> yeah so it, in and in that I mean I I love that kind of thing because it was it was the creative side of stuff you kind of had your foundation classes and then you got to do like really cool stuff and dress up in in all sorts so Mm. yeah and did you just jumping into the competitions then did you enjoy the group work in the competitions for any particular reasons yeah um I remember first of all the the friendships you you make a great kind of way to grow up in my opinion rather than me everyone has different hobbies but some some people don't have hobbies and I think it's really good to kind of have a focus outside of school and interacting with lots of different dancers of different ages that really helped me grow as a person grow my confidence so there's kind of a family element to it also because there were different dance abilities and different people had different skills it made me aspire to do more and get better and I did get better because I kind of had those influences around me those who were older but also there are a lot of younger people who I was almost trying to catch up with all the time right so you had quite a lot of, of um, stimulating people there as well yes and yeah find that you had a sort of a camaraderie with them and had like interests and thoughts with things or yeah, yeah definitely and so some of those friendships if I look back to my teens were probably the most poignant relationships because they were supposed we call it our tribe nowadays don't we, like, <laughs> we you know, do. finding a tribe and <laughs> that was that, that was definitely it uh, I remember leaving school and, and going to college and not really keeping in touch with many people from school dance friends my dance my dance crew <laughs> kind of they were my solid kind of foundation of, of, of friends and we went through kind of all all sorts to, mm. together like outside of the the dance stuff so it kind of just became at the time you you're kind of in it and you just think it's normal but if I look back it, it was actually pretty extraordinary to have have that unit of, of people that you know you're not just you're not sitting there gossiping about people you you have an interest a in dance but then yeah other kind of similar creative things too can you remember any points where perhaps you thought I want to give this up I really don't want to do this anymore. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my god. The the first class that I I had 
I think when I was younger, and we do, uh, I do it in extent as a, an adult. When I was re- younger, I remember listing things that I didn't want to happen because if I listed them in my head, they wouldn't happen. Now, what I forgot to list was in for my first class that the others would be younger than me. Like I had a real, I had a real thing about that, and I went into my first class and I was like, oh my god, everyone's younger than me, everyone's better than me. I've just shot up after the the summer holidays, so I feel like a giant you know my mum would have probably paid for a, a term of classes or something like that and I'm like, oh my god I think I came out crying oh. um, <laughs> but um, I don't want to put people off by that that was my kind of perception at the time of who I was what I looked like and I persevered with it and I was still there what six seven years yeah, seven years later and I suppose the lesson to to learn with that you want something you need to get uncomfortable you need to be happy with being uncomfortable and actually me feeling like that first of all it was a little bit dramatic to feel like that, a little bit entitled. As a as a young person, person, I should feel privileged that I have that opportunity to mm-hmm. to go and learn a skill. That's kind of the the first lesson of it. And the second lesson of it, if you don't put yourself in uncomfortable situations, when it comes to the real life adulting, you'll find it a lot more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it taught me so many things beyond dance. And yeah, like I said, I ended up loving it so so do you think you loved it because you were good at it because it was about the friendship or were you subconsciously having these skills happen and or do you think it's just now looking back makes you think you loved it what can you put yourself in that young brain again firstly probably acceptance I just kind of accepted that this was what I was going to do now I was going to dance outside of side of school secondly probably how my parents have brought me up to kind of stick at something like give it give it a good go um that's definitely come from my my parents and their their work ethic thirdly I love the challenge of seeing different people around me with different skills and I wanted to get better I think I've always had that thing in me that actually if it's too easy it's boring Mm -hmm. so that's definitely what I loved about it I loved I loved the challenge different things I've kind of lost count but the other thing is that I think where I was always physical um I was able to challenge kind of that physicality and the feeling with it with dance, particularly if I got a style that I liked. And when we did start doing more of the stuff that more feelings based, let's say, I definitely was I loved embodying it. And obviously I went on to be uh, an actor for a bit so the, the two two kind of went side on side okay so let's talk about what you did do then so we, we know that you went on to a college course with that course did that help to make your mind up about where you wanted to go in life mm. or was it just the case of everybody else on the course is doing this so I'm going to do that what what did you about that at the time? I remember definitely being more serious with the whole acting side of stuff. So I remember going on to the course and the first two weeks, I just remember loving it and everything about it because it was practical. It was get up and go. It was, I suppose, quite a lot of adrenaline was involved. I had a chance to be physical most days of the week during kind of working hours which at school you're obviously 
sat on uh, all day and it's not for me that wasn't very stimulating whereas I came to college and although I I studied English on the side as well yeah most of the time it's kind of get up and go all the all the time there's always something new and it always again it always challenged me I think in terms of what the other people wanted to do when you go on to a practical course like that, you you get, I'm not going to say two types of people because that's not correct, but you often get people who are quite serious about the, the subject. And then you also get others who aren't quite sure, don't necessarily excel academically. So want something practical mm-hmm. to, to do. I would say the majority of the time I was very kind of serious about it and definitely pushed me in a, in a way that I wanted to be pushed. Yeah, I think sometimes um, having taught on on college courses, the the other type of person, as you say, is those who are really just still trying to find their way. They don't quite Mm. know what they want yet. And so, you know, there's also, I think if we were looking at that type of course and how that has informed people's lives, there would be some really interesting results from that as well. Yeah, yeah. So you have dance in your background, you have drama in your background, the crossover, of course, between that is physical theatre. Did you find that was something you enjoyed? Yes, definitely. And I don't say I can't fully put my finger on what it is, but it is almost is injected into me or I'm just I'm just made alive through the kind of physicality of performance and I'm able to uh, express myself in a way that I can't actually express it's it's hard to put it's hard to put my finger in but it's like I was born to move in a certain way skills that I've learned that's have enabled me to kind of progress that but I think it's always something that I've had whether it's because I was a hyperactive child and it just needed challenging I'm I'm not sure but yeah it's it's definitely something that I feel that I I have. Mm -hmm. After college you said that you worked as an actor for a while how did we get to, to that stage? The for the for the second year of college what people tend to do is they start either applying for universities or applying for drama schools I applied for both one of the university courses just sent me a letter saying oh yeah you're you're in I was like oh that's a bit odd so I knew I didn't want to go there because (laughs) I wanted to go somewhere that I auditioned that I knew that they wanted wanted me I had a couple of auditions booked in the first one was for a university the the course is based in Kingston I, I went to the audition I knew I really wanted to go there partly because I'd I'd fallen in in love with Kingston as well the course itself I suppose was sold to me on the idea that it wasn't full-time hours and that if I wanted to start auditioning straight away that I could and so I got in and I was like this is perfect and I didn't go to any other auditions after that I was set on what I wanted to do whether it was a slight confidence thing as well that I thought oh you know I'm not going to get in I'm not good enough I'm not sure I think it was a bit of both of yes wanting to go on this course but the other thing I don't know whether I thought I was good enough to to get on a drama drama school course I spent three years at university and I also did a couple of plays on the side a couple of short films on the side um, I got on the other side of the of the camera so to speak as well so did things in production not these aren't you know major scale blockbusters or anything like that but it certainly helped me with 
uh, a lot of skills that I still use today. So do you think um, within you that your sort of background coming up through the dance and into the physical theatre and drama enabled you to have the confidence to do the other side of the camera really? Yeah I think dancing or particularly dancing with CCDA helped me yeah throw myself into lots of different things. I mean the different types of dances that I did, the places that I danced as well. I mean I remember dancing at um, Fairford Air Tattoo when it was when it was raining Mm -hmm. and it's just it's things like that that really kind of prepare you for anything and I suppose the discipline, the long hours, if, if you think, you know, we'd be doing full school days and then we'd be going on to dance and, and sometimes not finish till late in the evening. We certainly weren't afraid to, to work hard. And again, the kind of creative side of it as well, it kind of makes you feel like you can do anything. So after being an actor, which I think is probably a job that you can carry on for life, really, but what sort of brought you to where you are now how did you decide to move from that yeah so obviously we've we've spoken about how I feel I was born to move I was born to move and kind of express myself when I left dancing there's definitely a part of me that was missing and although I tried to kind of find different classes here and there it wasn't the the same and I had other priorities at the time I started going to the gym a bit but I didn't really know much about it but I had met a couple of other actors on a job who said that they were personal trainers I thought oh well I've never thought of that but actually that's quite that's quite a good job to to have on the side so this was back in 2012 but I didn't actually make the plunge so to speak until three years later uh, I'd graduated I tried doing a couple of auditions I then got off a full-time job in a mortgage brokers of all, all places and I did additional acting studies on the side slightly yeah it'd been three years and I was like right we just need to do it now we need to do this the my PT qualification I got some new headshots done I was ready to be an actor again I paid for my spotlight membership so I was all ready to go I quit my job I quit my job without having anything else because I knew that's what I I wanted to do you going somewhere well I'm going to be a PT I don't have a job yet um, and I'm going to be an actor as well and and that was it that was just and then I got a job in the gym before I knew it yeah I was I was doing it all the time there was so much for me to learn again I go back to that kind of thing of wanting that challenge and overcoming it when I first started working in a gym I was absolutely clueless it was laughable that's that's what made me interested in it so I suppose if If I go back to that 11, 12 year old girl in a class with people who were eight or nine doing a much better job than her, that's exactly how I felt in the gym. So again, very kind of transferable skills of pursuing something that you like. And yeah, before I know it, it was a year, two years later and I hadn't I hadn't done any acting and I didn't care either. No. That was my so answer. you found your new calling really, hadn't you? Yes. With that. And yeah so interesting on that 2020 is always going to be the Covid year isn't it and I'm sure that everybody has got their own little story about how things have happened this year and and 
what they've had to battle with what do you think been the Uh, story for you this year helped us both yes so just to give those who are listening a little bit of a background I had my first son back in July so all throughout lockdown I was pregnant which was interesting to say 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 the least because although it was you can kind of say oh it's nice to have the rest and all the rest of it I think your anxiety as a pregnant woman is not great and being locked down and not being able to see people was quite difficult however in terms of my business and my client it's been amazing so before lockdown I was also in the fitness management side of things so I was a fitness manager at a couple of leisure centers and I did a a regional job uh, as well first of all I just started giving out free things for for those on my email list or Instagram to because I knew how much the lockdown was affecting people's anxiety and I know how to deal with anxiety and it's to move more 100% so I started to kind of help out with that and then there there are a couple of clients I was still in contact with kind of year and a half where I've been doing more fitness management the PT side of stuff became very much part-time but there was a a few people who who are still training and actually for some of them it didn't work as well for others I actually find that coaching online has allowed me to teach much better and explain things much more because there's two styles of personal training you can either go into the gym get beasted by your trainer and then off you go or you can actually learn the skills enable you to be fit long term for life neither is better than the other it's just that they're different Mm -hmm. and online I've been able to to teach things I would not have had the time to do face to face because if you account how much you're working and your travel unless that person is employing you for you know six hours a week it's not enough Mm. whereas online you can give the information away in in videos I have check-in sheet uh I call my clients on on a on a weekly basis so it's just a different way of doing it and it has been very successful it's also quite interesting that we found that there's been some advantages of being online particularly with point work it's something we've really been able to hone in on that and yeah. progressing technique classes, both yeah. of which have been really good. Your son, do you think he's going to dance? I would certainly like him to, to try it, yes, because, I mean, I think everyone should try it. I understand that it's not everyone's bag, but, yeah, I, I'd love him to try it. And any sort of, um, sorry, I can hear my partner singing to him in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um think it's really important for children to have some sort of physical hobby outside their schoolwork in the schools around here but I know some of the schools where I did live um, from the area that I just came from some of them were cutting things like drama and dance out of their curriculum which if that would have happened to someone like me I don't really know where I would have, uh, have been if I didn't have that kind of extra creative edge because actually working creative has enabled me to do the things that I do today it, it, it's very transferable 
Okay, so that's really interesting. I mean, to sum up, really, you've, as a late starter in dance, you've really enjoyed the challenges. You made dance your own and got a lot out of it from the tribe side of things. But now you've taken all those transferable skills and you have this business of your own. And I know you're hoping to really get going online. Being a a new mother, I think also the people who you're likely to be working with are really going to benefit from you having the same kind of issues that you need to be helping them with (laughs) it's really good because being a new mother then um, you're going to understand so much more as to what's going on that's me speaking of having had three of my own I know where you're at there (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it changes as they get older to really just sum up maybe in one sentence or even one word what do you think you've learned from your dance what do you think has been the best learning for you stamina 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 I mean that physically and mentally take someone who runs a marathon and the amount of kind of time and effort that they put into it you would say that they have stamina yeah the same with yeah dancing the the amount of times you go through the same routine the even if we go back to our summer summer show the days are long the the days around it are long the the actual summer show is is long and you need both mental and, and physical stamina to, to stick with that and I think if you can transfer that into other life skills whether a GP or you work in a bank or you work in a supermarket if you have stamina you can do anything. So do you feel that dance has helped you at all in your PT career? Oh definitely I'd I'd never been into a gym before I was 18, 19. But when I was, I suppose, learning the different movements of of what to do to get the the body strong, say with weights, for example, I was able to pick it up quite quickly. Actually, if I'm coaching someone who's had dance experience, even though they haven't been particularly sporty, uh, something like boxing, for example, I learned to to box and although it was still very difficult and I have so much respect for boxers those kind of movement patterns from coordination pick them up much quicker than if I wasn't to have a a dance background and that goes for things like football and rugby too I've learned a few kind of drills over the years of what kind of footballers and rugby players and different sports people would do and yes it's difficult but the dance training has definitely made that much easier. We mentioned the word creatively a couple of times in our conversation just now. Do you think your brain works in a particularly creative way? Yeah, definitely. I think in terms of the problem solving side of things, say if I'm a creative person, my boyfriend is a logical person. Sometimes logic, although it seems the most obvious way, Sometimes we do need to think outside the box and come up with another solution. And I think particularly if we look at my business during lockdown, we would have said originally, oh, no, no, it can't be done. We, we can't PT online. It's not going to work. It's not going to be as, as effective. And actually, it has been, if not more effective, because I've been able to think outside the box. So do you think that creative skill, can you think of any instances where that's been helped along the way, perhaps with? in your college course or within the dance side itself 
The most obvious thing that sticks out, first of all, is I suppose the different dances that were created over the years at CCDA. I mean, the bag dance, you know, I still remember it now. Who would have thought of dancing around in a bag would be so entertaining and skillful? So, yeah, first of all, the things that you're exposed to, 100%, it just makes you see stuff in a different way. It's the same with travelling, you know, if you go to a different country. I think our minds need to be stimulated and explored and dance also brings that because you kind of bring cultures from different places to the stage that you are either watching say as an audience member or you're doing as as a child or even as an adult dancer and you don't get that if you're not creative you don't think outside the box so when you're constantly exposed to stuff like that as a child when it comes to learning as you get older you learn much better myself and the route my career is going down now and the potential for me to study more in a couple of years time if I wouldn't have had such a creative past I'd probably have thought oh that can't be done because if you lack a little bit of confidence and you're not creative then it's actually very difficult to progress as you get older so again it's just the creative side of things enables you to have many more opportunities when you're taught as a PT you're you're actually taught to be quite structured I mean I don't I want to make sure I'm kind of staying in my lane because I'm not a sports scientist however when we talk about programming as a personal trainer in ideal situations it doesn't take into account the person who is not an athlete being fit isn't our full-time job we have you know jobs and families and all other things and also we our my kind of training is a little bit backwards is that although it says you know you take into account all these types of things it doesn't actually give you the creative solutions that enable that person to get results for example at the moment um i have some ladies who are on a course with me it's a postnatal course and it's designed they get fit after their pregnancy however they could have had an absolutely awful night's sleep and their baby's clinging to them all day and they literally can't get their baby off them then do your workout with your baby being a creative person having a dance background I may have an optimal program it doesn't mean I always do it that's really good then so you're using your creativity to really come up with individual and bespoke programs for your clients so thank you so much Rachel it'll be really interesting um, hearing some of your thoughts about how dancers help great thank you pleasure if you have enjoyed today's episode and would like to share your experiences as a guest of Growing Through Dance podcast please message me via Instagram at Growing Through Dance Pod you can subscribe on Apple and leave a five star review or follow on all other podcasts Tag me in your social media posts. It would all mean such a lot to get this out there to everybody. Thank you for listening to me, your host, Catherine Lucy. Mm-hmm.